You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Sacramento Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. A battle in the Mile High City tonight as the Sacramento Kings take on the number one defensive team in the NBA, at least to this point statistically, Mike Malone's Denver Nuggets. We got the full breakdown and preview for you right here on the Locked On Kings podcast. Hello, everybody. My name is Matt George, the host of the Locked On Kings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. This podcast is your hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all season long, Uh, whether it is highlights, whether it is interviews, uh, in-depth conversation. We have it all right here for you. And you are just as much a part of the show as I am, which means I'm going to need you to be a part of this show like you are each and every single day by going to social media at Matt George KHDK on Twitter, or you can email me mgeorgeatsacklocalmedia.com. Send in your takes, send in your uh, your thoughts, uh, your expectations for tonight's game. You can send in your responses during the game itself as well. Uh, that is all fair game and open. I share those and bring those to the podcast platform anytime I can. I also am bringing back fans only. I'll have more information about that towards the end of the show, but we are going to be uh, talking about and breaking down and previewing this Kings versus Denver Nuggets matchup because there's some interesting things uh, to discuss and to focus on statistically when looking at both of these teams. I'll also share my uh, three keys uh, to a Sacramento Kings victory tonight, but before that, Grant Napier and Doug Christie host a show on Sports 1140 KHDK. That is the flagship radio station of the Sacramento Kings, where I have to work. Hello, everybody. By the way, my name is Matt George. Uh, I am work at KHDK as an on-air host and multimedia journalist, and I have the privilege of working alongside Doug and Grant, and they have Dave Yeager on, head coach of the Sacramento Kings, each and every single week. This week, or yesterday, uh, he joined them after a uh, or for a conversation following the Kings' win against the Oklahoma City Thunder, and the interview was so good. He had so many great things to say, and, and he really gives you good insight towards the maturation process of this team and the good and the bad and, and what they're working on and his thoughts overall on how this team is developing and how they've uh, how they've grown even over the past couple of weeks, let alone over the whole offseason. Uh, he said so many good things that I thought, you know what, I'm going to bring this uh, interview to the podcast uh, so that everybody who missed it on KHDK uh, can listen to it here. So I'm going to be playing that for you in just a second, then we will get to the preview of this Denver Nuggets game. So without any further ado, here is Sacramento Kings head coach Dave Yeager on with Grant Napier and Doug Christie on Sports 1140 KHDK yesterday. All right, we continue on here from Denver. It's uh, the Kings and the Nuggets coming up tomorrow, as promised. Dave Yeager each and every week right here on Sports 1140. And uh, Dave, it's great to have you on, especially great after a road win. Uh, Are you even a little surprised at how efficient your offense has been through three games? Well, we just, you know, we see big picture and, and try to see some trends of guys, um, you know, the light bulb coming on of what we're, you know, asking them to do. And uh, by and large, we've kept our turnovers down and, and getting up and down the floor at a, at a good good pace. And uh, we're making some shots, uh, some tough shots in the, in the lane and some of those kinds of things. But by and large, I think, you know, guys are having fun. It's always it was a very happy locker room last night and, and to get a win on the road. But also the the feeling that the work that they put in to learn how to play fast, there's going to be ups and downs, no question, um, but it, it can be a fun way to play. Coach, Coach you said it, uh, pace versus two turnovers, I guess the lesser of two evils. If you had your weathers, what do you want them to, to, to play the pace and live with some turnovers or from time to time slow them down and be more conservative? Yeah, we're probably going to just play faster uh, at this point. And, you know, you can have that philosophy of if you just 
get up quick get up a shot before you turn it over then that's better than you know <laughs> a turnover is the worst possession you can have you have no chance of scoring so uh you know guys are getting getting their experience of where they can make plays and also that's on me a little bit too doug you know as i define roles uh, of what you allow different guys to try to be able to do and um you know darren should be making the the lion's share of the plays uh as he's able we're talking with dave yeager right here uh, Doug and I were talking about we thought you coached an A-plus game last night, and I think it really started with your decision uh, to have Amon Shumpert. Uh, obviously, he's not going to play like that offensively every night. What do you like about his game? Well, what I try to do, you know, you know it's, it's hard for me to, you know, I'd like to you know, just tell everybody all the time what is going on behind closed doors, and, and people just don't know that stuff. Um, you know, he hasn't played a lot. And, and so, you know, he didn't play in a game in the preseason until very late, uh, or, you know, maybe the fourth game or something. Um, and it, it was just getting the rust off. And I wanted to be able to see him go through. He went through three, you know, real hard days of practice there uh, leading up to the Jazz uh, game. Uh, and then I want to see him, you know, be able to play some games and see how does he respond from that because that's a different kind of sore. And how is your body injury wise? So the other night in New Orleans, you know, we're, it, it was the end. Of the game was kind of over. Uh, there by twenty some points, and he didn't really shoot it that well. And we went down, and, and I said, "Look, you know, I'll never ever embarrass you. I would never put a veteran into a blowout. So if you tell me no, no problem. Never, never come up. But if you want to take these minutes right here, you might catch a rhythm, and you might, mm. you know." And he was like, "Coach, I'm down with that." It's a very important, I think, I believe personally, to always have your veterans in a status level of respect in the league, but certainly on the team. He caught those minutes. He caught a little rhythm. He made three out of four threes, I think, in the last five minutes of the game. And that, that really helped. And his body's feeling better. So now there's no way I can start Yogi and Buddy on Ferguson and, and Paul George. Uh, and so it was right. It was the right time for it to happen. Uh, and we keyed him up, and, and he keyed himself up to be ready for at that moment. So uh kind of came together, and it's just a really neat moment for him and for his family, too, for you know what they've gone through injury-wise. Coach, uh, I, I think adversity is a great thing. Obviously, the NBA gives you 7 of 10 on the road, but even more than that, many times the other night versus the Thunder, they begin to make that comeback, and the Kings continue to ring the bell. As you look at the adversity that's facing these young guys, how, how do you like what you're seeing from their responses? Well, it's kind of different. I mean, you know, it's not like uh, we probably run the perfect play to run to stop a run. <laughs> you right. know, you find a go-to guy and like, okay, let's just pound this thing right here. You know what I'm telling those guys? Go faster. Just go. And, and, <laughs> and there's right. going to be times where it's going to be nasty, but it kind of gives us our best chance. You get your hands on us, you know, we, we could be in trouble. Right. And so, you know, we got to get up and down the floor and just really just run into things. And, you know, you got to like the fact that there's times after free throws, we get a layup. They, you know, they're, they're, they make a made shot and we're getting a layup on the other end. And I think uh, when you're encouraged by that and that, the positive reinforcement of that, then you want some more of that. And that can be kind of fun. Obviously, uh, one of the reasons why you're averaging 125 points through three games is the play of De'Aaron Fox and the pace. Uh, just, you know, for the fans that don't really understand uh, the work that players put in in the offseason, what are what are some of the uh, the biggest margins of the maturation improvement process, process that you've seen from his first year to early in his second year? I think, he, you know, he's just been through the league once. Uh, he's had a season. Uh, he's had an offseason to prepare his body a little bit more. Uh, kind of take a look and see, you know, hey, these are some of the guys that I, I want to, you know, really kind of grab this year and, and pass. 
um, knowing that we want to we want to play fast and, and being a little bit more assertive. You know, he, not say that he wasn't a leader last year or not in this, but uh, your second year, you feel like a little bit more confident in your voice and uh, of your timing of when you can you know get after guys and when you can push and encourage. So uh, those things that you know, he's, he's a smart enough guy to pick stuff up and and uh, we had a good off season. Uh, you know, he's got a long ways to go. And he knows that, but uh, he's, he's definitely making strides. Coach, when, when you look at Marvin Bagley and the type of, I, I always call it a computer, I, I know that you throw a lot at these young guys, whether it's the, the assistant coaches and Bob and everybody, they're constantly working with them. How do you see him taking that? Is it that look of, oh, my goodness, does he take it in and want more? How does he go about his digesting all the information? Yeah, he you know he's a guy who really uh, Marvin really likes to he likes to play and stuff comes easy to him I think uh, and he picks stuff up um, and asks a lot of questions and so ah. it might not hit him right the way the first time but right. he he wants it badly so he's working at it uh, nonstop and and has made you know tremendous strides and if they go the, he's calling out you know, three different colors for a pick and roll coverage. Well, he hasn't been in a pick and roll defensively in like two years. <laughs> right, you know, right. Like the AAU 17 year old stuff. You know what I mean? So right. it's just, it, it just takes time and going through the league once. And uh, I, I'm very, very pleased with, with first of all, his character, uh, mm. his heart. And, and third, I, I think he's, he's got a very, very nice uh, talent level that uh, it's going to be fun to watch his career progress. All right, let's talk about tomorrow. You're taking on a team that has not allowed 100 points in three games to 3-0. and They just beat the Warriors last night. Uh, Nikola Jokic, the, the player of the week in the Western Conference, rebounding. Uh, again, they get after it. What concerns you the most about this team? They're, you know, they're big um, at, at some positions, uh, but they're, they're experienced now. And, and they, uh, you know, they got close last year. I thought they should have been in the playoffs last year. Uh, they, they feel, I think, you know, Rightfully so, that they belong there, and, and they were trying to make that statement. So it was a tough place to play. Um, we went pretty light today. Just I thought, you know, guys played extremely hard. It's still early in the season, and, and we're playing a bunch of games in a short amount of time. So uh, to play this is the, the hardest of the back-to-backs when one of the games involved is Denver, at Denver. Um, and so, yeah, we got to just go leave it all out there, try to get up and down the floor, get, keep their hands off of us. They're willing to play fast. Um, but, uh, you know, defensively and their IQ and their experience has definitely helped them. Coach, is there anything in this young season that you that you learned about your ball club that you didn't necessarily or, – or maybe you had an idea, but maybe it's begin to crystallize like, okay, I, I can kind of see something there? Yeah, it's still early. You know, Doug, it's, it's, uh, there's going to be a lot of ups and downs still. Yeah. And uh, I think, you know, when you get uh, Bogdanovich back in the mix, I think that'll – That'll help um, frame a little bit where do we do we play quite so breakneck at a pace when he comes back, or do we use only his his strength a little bit as well uh, in his ball handling? We're really devoid of having a a second playmaker right now, and he's going to give us that, and so we'll be able to do some different things offensively. Uh, it's not to say that we're you know we're throwing the defense away and calling it a year. It's it's just a lot of physical. Uh, maturity that has to happen and experience that just mm-hmm. going through it is what you got to do on the deal. And, and so we're, you know, we're hitting them over the head and trying to learn as much as we can. So it's a, it's a long process, but uh, you know, it's exciting that you, you get a win like that last night and you know that you can ride that for a little while and then you take some lumps as you keep learning. Uh, 
last question for you. I want to get back to uh, tomorrow night. You've talked so much about the pace and, hey, even go faster. We know about the altitude. Would you tend to maybe substitute a little bit quicker tomorrow in the first quarter? Yeah, I, I would. Uh, i got to just be careful. I've, I've, I've put some matchups and some lineups out there that have caused me later in the game. Um, this is pretty good self-analysis just out here in the public. I'm going to get back in there, and he hasn't. He's still taking his mouth guard off and sitting down for the first time. So, uh, yeah, I gotta, I'm going to try to work on exactly that, that, you know, hey, we want to play fast, and, and they might be the home team. Maybe they're used to it or not, but I know that a lot of those guys at Oklahoma City the other night, they were yes. bent over. They yes, were they sucking were. some air, and uh, and I like that. And I, and, I, and I point that out to our guys that, hey, this is who we want to be. We want to play this fast and, and make people chase us. And so I will definitely yeah. really to answer your question, yes. You know, I'm really glad you keep on saying this because I think the biggest misconception about you, and I think it's a stereotype, is, well, Dave doesn't know how to coach, you yes. know, a fast-paced team mm-hmm. because of mess festival. I mean, I think don't you, you've coached so many different teams in so many different leagues. Uh, don't you always uh, adopt to your – don't you adapt to your talent? And you, I mean, it's, I don't understand why so many people have questions. Gee, can Dave coach a up-tempo style of basketball? It blows me away when I hear that. Yeah, it is what it is. I mean, I just you know, take a great deal of pride in whatever, whatever is your strength, then, you know, you got to play to it. And, and yeah. I mean, this is a minor league style as far as getting up and down that fast, because in the minors there, we didn't ever had two bigs. It was only ever one at a time. So right. uh, get it up, get them up and down and shoot them and, and uh, more touches. And I think when you play that way, I think guys play a little looser. I think the ball goes in a little bit more. You know, yeah. I'm hoping anyways. My thanks to Sports 1140 KHDK, to Grant and Doug for allowing us to use that audio here on the Locked on Kings podcast. Great interview from Dave Yeager. And if you want to hear uh, him join Grant and Doug each and every single week, all you have to do is listen live AM 1140 on the radio dial if you're in Sacramento. From 3 to 7 weekdays, Grant and Doug host their uh, their local show. Uh, they also have Willie Cauley-Stein on from time to time as well as a, a handful of other Sacramento Kings players. Uh, so always a great place to go for Kings content and conversation also national uh, sports conversation as well they're not just kings specific like we are here on the locked on kings podcast you can also download the khdk app through your uh, apple store or your android um what is it google play store whatever it is uh you can go check that out as well uh download the app and you can listen to all their interviews and all their shows uh commercial free uh, either live or dur- or uh, after the fact in podcast format. So that's all right there for you. And again, thanks to Grand Doug for allowing us to use that audio. So a lot of great things from Dave Yeager there. I hope you enjoyed that interview and that conversation. If you want to respond to anything that he had to say, please do at MattGeorgeKHDK on Twitter. And you can email me mgeorge at sacklocalmedia.com. So tonight the Kings are in Denver to take on the Nuggets, who re-signed Mike Malone to a uh, contract extension. Now, before I get into this actual game itself, I want to talk about Mike Malone specifically uh, because we're having a feeling, or we've had this feeling of elation over the past, let's say, 48 hours or so since the Kings defeated the Oklahoma City Thunder. We've been pleased, right, that the Kings are playing as well as they are uh, and and things are going as well as they are, and we feel like this team is entertaining to watch. Yes, they're 1-2, and so they don't technically have a winning record, but they're playing well. They're hanging in games against really competitive teams. It reminds you of the good start of the season that the Kings got when Mike Malone was head coach. Then we know what happened. DeMarcus Cousins uh, got really, really sick and was forced to uh, to sit out for a couple of weeks during that period of time. 
Then general manager Pete D'Alessandro fired head coach Mike Malone, which started the downward spiral that uh, resulted in Ty Corbin being head coach for a little while. Then George Carl coming in. Lo and behold, everything plays out. George Carl is fired then, and then we move on from DeMarcus Cousins. And here we are today. Uh, But Mike Malone, a more than deserving coach who was – uh, blindsided by this organization. I think, honestly, my opinion on the whole thing, and I know this is uh, picking sour grapes from years ago, but my opinion on the whole thing is that the Kings were never committed to Mike Malone going forward. They were going to be interested in going out and getting another coach anyway. As soon as they started seeing the Kings winning with Mike Malone, they panicked, thinking, oh God, how could we fire our coach if he starts getting us back uh, to the uh, to the promised land? Or if we start winning under this coach, we'll be stuck with him. And uh, they took the one opportunity they had very poorly handled. We also know Pete D'Alessandro and that staff are completely gone. Um, So a a dark period, a very short but dark period in the Kings history. But Mike Malone, we knew he was going to land back on his feet, and he has done so with Denver. Uh, He's been working to try and get them back. Finally has a really good squad there. Just got uh, re-signed or his contract uh, re-signed with with Denver, which is a fantastic move by the Nuggets organization. They could not get better uh, than Mike Malone, in my opinion, out there. He's one of the most underrated coaches in the business, defensive-minded, but has a just one, one of the things he does so well uh, is managing player personalities and not just knowing how to deal with them and how to handle when they're upset or happy or sad or want more minutes, things of that nature. He's a friend of theirs. He listens to them. He cares about what they think about game plans. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why he and DeMarcus Cousins worked so well together when they were here together uh, in Sacramento. So I just want to say congratulations to Mike Malone for getting re-upped. I've also had the pleasure of, of speaking with him, having him on for interviews on KHDK before. One of the greatest guys on the planet. Uh, Mike Malone is fantastic, and he deserves every bit of success that Denver has been having. And they have been having a lot of success. If you'll notice, they're 3-0, and which is fantastic. Uh Congratulations to them for that great start. They've been playing so well, and a lot of that has to do uh, with their play on the defensive end. The Kings took on last season's best defensive team in the league, and the Utah Jazz lost that game in the home opener, but did manage to put up 117 points against them. Now tonight, they're taking on the current best defensive team in the league, and now we've seen with all these rule changes how many more teams are scoring a lot of points and are, are averaging close to or in the 110s, between 110 and 120. Uh, that's not been the case defensively for Denver in their three games that they're 3-0. and uh, They are allowing only 96 points per game. Excuse me, 95.7 to be exact, so even less than 96. Denver has been playing well defensively uh, all season long, uh, so we expect that for the Kings, that they are going to be hopefully a team uh, that can hurt those numbers a little bit, come in and score uh, a boat little points. And one of the ways that they need to do that is play in transition. That's going to be one of our keys coming up here. I'll go into more detail in a little bit. But the good news is, statistically, the Kings are number one in the league in pace now, We're just above the New Orleans Pelicans, which is absolutely fantastic. Imagine that. The Kings went from bottom of the league in pace last year, now to number one through the first three games. Again, I know it's a small sample size, and we talked about this a lot yesterday on yesterday's podcast, but add that to the fact that they're averaging 27 points per game more uh this season than they were last season through three games. That is significant, fantastic improvement. And the guy who deserves a lot of credit for that, of course the players do because they're the ones out there actually executing, but Dave Yeager and his coaching staff deserve a lot of credit for it. And quite frankly, I'm not, I haven't been seeing or hearing enough um, respect given to them. It's not as simple as they just said or gave them the freedom to do it and now De'Aaron Fox is doing it. They are emphasizing this. They are teaching this. They've been working on it in practice. They worked on it all through training camp uh, over the summer when they were able to practice together. Uh, this has been something that Dave Yeager and his staff has been working 
working on and you can see it paying dividends. And the way you can see that is this is beyond just a team running really fast and, and using speed. You can see that they're playing in transition and playing well. Why? Because they're keeping their turnovers down. They're not sloppy while they're running in transition, which suggests to me that they've been working on running in transition and they know how to effectively do it and they're ahead of the game a little bit, ahead of the curve for where I and many of us thought that the Kings would be at. We want them to run regardless and I was going to be okay with them turning the ball over if those were the growing pains of a team that was trying to transition into becoming a transition team. And they are doing that. But they've already transitioned faster than I think we expected because they're doing a good job taking care of the basketball. Now, again, I understand it's only through three games, but I can only go off of what I have seen. Dave Yeager deserves a lot of credit for that. The Kings are also number four in three-point shooting percentage, and three-point shooting percentage is going to become pretty important in this game because the Denver Nuggets are second to last in three-point shooting percentage. Why is that important? Because we know where the NBA is going and how important the three-point shot is. But think about these first three games that the Kings have played. Kings got off to a great start against the Utah Jazz at home. How did the Utah Jazz get back into the game? Joe Ingles three-pointers. That's really what sparked their run late in the first quarter and throughout the second quarter. Then you look at the game against the New Orleans Pelicans. Miritich, where was he red hot from? Three-point range. The three-point shot killed the Kings in the first two games, which was, in my opinion, the main reason why they won. Defensively, we know uh, they they were lackluster, but it was from the three-point arc where the Kings were really bullied uh, and exploited. You look at the one win they have this season against the Oklahoma City Thunder. The Thunder made nine three-pointers, but they shot 38. They finished in the 20 percentile range from three-point shot. I think it was like 28, 29%. And they won that game. So... This is a strength that I haven't heard discussed tonight. The Kings are taking on, yes, the best defensive team in the league, but the second worst three-point shooting team. If the Kings can establish themselves offensively and Denver stays par or on par with how they've been shooting from three-point range, I like the Kings' chances to be in this game down the stretch because the three-point shot has really been what other teams have used uh, to create separation with this team. So let's go into my three keys uh, for a Kings win. Number one is when you're playing a good defense, and we talked about this a lot against the Utah Jazz, you got to get down the floor quickly and score before that defense can set up. Quick buckets before the D sets up. That is key number one. We saw them do that against Utah. Uh, Now you're not going to be able to do that every time up the floor. But transition, transition, transition. You're the number one, uh, or you, you're number one in pace for a reason. And here's one thing uh, that I haven't heard talked about a lot is, especially when you're a young team uh, and you're a bad team and you don't necessarily have a complete identity uh, established yet. You look at other teams and you look at their strengths and you think, okay, how can I stop them and not play into them, but adapt my game to them? I would like to see the Kings get to a point where they don't have to adapt their game; they make other teams adapt to them. And there's a there's a little element of adaptation and, and game planning for each uh, each team, uh, but the Kings aren't necessarily going to completely switch their style to become a half court team if there is a team that struggled with half court defense. That's what not what they should do. They should be exploiting their perceived strengths, and we know their number one strength is transition offense, and their number two strength is three point shooting. So use those to your advantage tonight against Denver. Try and get quick shots. Get out and run. Beat them down the floor. And don't let that really good defense set up shot. Because if they do, life's going to become very difficult you in the half court. Number two is continued efficient shooting. You looked at the shot uh, shot chart from the, the first game against the Utah Jazz, and you saw a lot of mid-range jumpers. The Kings took 21 shots from the mid-range through uh, or in that first half of that game against Utah. 
and you could see things kind of dropped off a little bit. Now, they were still shooting over 50%, and things still dropped off. Game two, you saw less mid-range shots, more shots in the paint, and more shots from three-point range. Game three, the win against the Oklahoma City Thunder, significantly more three-point shots and shots in the paint than from mid-range. Continue that trend. If the mid-range shot is what's given to you and you're open, you can take it from time to time, but don't rely on it because it's the most inefficient shot in the NBA today. The Kings have been trending away from that a little bit. I'd like to see, or I I've liked seeing that uh, that adaptation uh, and that adjustment by Dave Yeager and this team. Uh, so hopefully they can continue with that trend. That's key number two for me. And number three is under fifty. Now, I don't mean under 50 points. I mean under 50% shooting. If the Kings can hold any team in this league because of their scoring, if they can hold any team in this league to under 50% shooting, even if that's 49 or 48%, they will be in a position to win this game as long as they're shooting at their uh, at, or scoring at the rate that we expect them to. If the Kings are able to hold the Denver Nuggets tonight under 50%, I honestly believe that they will be in a great spot uh, to be able to win this game down the stretch. So those are my three keys. Quick buckets before the defense, can uh, continued efficient shooting, and under 50% holding a defense to under 50% shooting from the field. What are your three keys? Send them to me right now on Twitter, at MattGeorgeKHDK, uh, or email me mgeorge at sacklocalmedia.com. That wraps up another episode of the Locked On Kings podcast. Looking forward to catching this game in the Mile High City and watching uh, the Kings hopefully beat the Denver Nuggets and hand them their first loss of the year. All all in all, what do we want? We want this team to be competitive, uh, and we want to maybe play spoiler with those good defensive numbers a little bit tonight. Break the 100 mark, be the first team to break the 100 mark against Denver so far this season, and continue to try and trend upwards uh, with this quick, fast-paced offense. Keep everybody healthy, play to your strengths, and bring home some good momentum into tomorrow night's matchup inside the Golden 1 Center against the Memphis Grizzlies. We will be back tomorrow to preview that game, recap this game with highlights and everything you could possibly want, so be sure to return tomorrow for that. Also, you remember, during the offseason, I did a fans-only episode where I interviewed five or six of you listeners uh, and got your story of how you became a Kings fan, your thoughts on the offseason in general. Now that we're in the regular season, we're doing it again, so we're going to be doing it probably uh, in November at some time. I am already accepting uh, applications, I suppose, people that want to uh, be a part of that show. All you have to do is either email me, mgeorgeatsanclocalmedia.com, or tweet me that you're interested. I will get you on the list. I would make my selection process to five, uh, choose five or six of you uh, and let you know, and we'll schedule everything out. So we will do another fans-only episode of this Locked on Kings podcast at some point during the month of November. So be sure to send that in. Also, if you have a second and you haven't already, if you could head to iTunes and leave us a quick review uh, out of five stars and uh, and just anything you'd like to see us improve on, things you like, things you don't like, all of it is fair game. Uh, it helps us improve not just as a podcast, but as a podcast network. Uh, definitely helps us out a lot. So please, please, please do that if you have the chance. I would certainly appreciate it. Also, check out the rest of the great work along this Locked On Podcast Network because there's so many good podcasts out there. Uh, that you are, if you call yourself a sports fan, you are more than well taken care of. That is going to do it for another episode of the Locked On Kings podcast. I will see you for the next episode tomorrow, hopefully after a Kings win. Feel free to interact with me tonight throughout the game as I will be live tweeting as much as I possibly can. Until tomorrow, my name is Matt George. This has been the Locked On Kings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.